What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. We are back, baby. We are back, 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 back home. Uh, I actually have such mixed feelings about it. Obviously, miss my family, miss my own bed, miss the dog, all that stuff. But I don't love that it's it's well, it's gloomy and raining, but it was gloomy and raining in L.A. too. Um, I am just, I really do think that I need to spend a year of my life out in LA, but that's not exactly in the cards right now. So we'll figure that out step by step. But you guys know that I recorded, I just got myself comfortable here. I recorded last week's episode on the Thursday that I was out in LA. It is Thursday again. Um, I normally record my episodes on Saturday, but unfortunately, This week was quite an eventful week, and I will be preoccupied on Saturday. So we're sitting here on Thursday again, and I realize that I have so much more to tell you guys because I missed all of Friday and Saturday since it didn't happen yet, and I couldn't tell you guys about it on last week's episode. I also forgot this happened before, but it just slipped my mind. It was one of those things. This always happens where I record the podcast. It's all done. And then I remember something, like a key story that I want to tell. And then I'm like, damn it. Like this happened. And in the moment, I was like, all right, great story for the podcast. And then I finished the podcast. And I'm like, well, well, I can't go back and say it now. It's going to mess everything up and whatever. So last week, I was, my cousin and I were coming home from Santa Monica. And I called the Uber. I was like, I'll, I'll get this one. So we pull up. I open the guy's door. And, you know, normally... I hop in and they say, they're like, oh, for Liz. And I'm like, yep. And I get in. So I go and open this guy's door. I hop in and he's like, Liz. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, um, are you 18? Like, like all like alarmed. And I go, yeah, like I've been 18. And he's like, are you sure? Because you look really young and I cannot drive anyone that's under 18. And I was like, Oh my God. No, I, I was like, uh, I'm 23. Like I, I, I turned 18 like a long time ago, I swear. And he's like, what about her? And like points to my cousin. I'm like, yeah, she's 21. And he like looks at me through the rear view and is like, all right, it's just that you you look really young and, and, and not in like a bad way. It's just, uh, you look really young but all right. And then he starts driving and like me and my cousin just look at each other like, what the fuck? But in my head, like I'm like telling my friends and they're like thinking the same thing I'm thinking. And I'm like, why can't you drive anyone that's under 18? (laughs) I don't know. Is that an Uber thing? Cause I didn't think it was. I thought that you could just, you could take an Uber. I mean, you could start driving when you're 17, but I know 18 is like the legal age. So I'm like, what did you do? that you can't drive anyone that's not 18. I I don't want to know. And second, I wonder how old I'm going to be before people stop assuming that I'm a teenager. I was at the gym last year, like a year ago. So I'm like, what, 22? I might have been 23 at this point. And some kid, I, I, I can't make this up, some kid in braces comes up to me and is like, hey, sorry to bother you during your workout. And he was so nice about it. He's like, uh, I was just wondering if if I could get your Snapchat. And I just look at him and I go, how old do you think I am? 
And he's like, uh, 16, maybe 17. And I go, oh my God, the dog wants to go out. Hold on. Go. Okay, never mind. She doesn't. You can go if you want. Okay, there she is. And I go, oh, um, I'm 23. And he's like, I am so sorry. You do not look 23. I really thought you were in high school. And I'm like, no, I have a college degree and a full-time job. And listen, like I, like my mom was like, hey, one day it's going to, it's going to be a compliment. Like you're going to appreciate it. And I'm like, yes, I will. But when you have a college degree, getting told that you look like you're in high school is not a good thing. And I don't think I look like I'm in high school, but maybe that's just me. I don't, I don't know. So yeah, that was a super embarrassing moment, but whatever. Anyway, let's see. What did I do? So I talked to you guys on Thursday. Friday, I went back to zoo culture. I hit legs. I'm going to get more into that later on in the podcast. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk all about that. Um, and then, you know, I have this problem where, and my grandma was the same way too. I get so like such a feeling of car sickness when I sit in the back of cars. I could draw, like when I'm driving, I'm fine. In the front of the car, I'm driving. But every time I'm in the backseat of a car, I just get like so nauseous and nothing ends up happening. Like I don't throw up or anything. But then for the next like few hours, I just like nauseous, have a headache. So I was Googling like why, like and and how to make this stop happening. There's like motion sickness medicine. Like my mom's a pharmacist. So she was like, you could take Dramamine. That's going to knock me out. But it's just such an inconvenience to my life. And apparently the way that like the axles are, if that makes sense, like with the tires in the back of the car, you like you, there's less control. So that's why you tend to get motion sick in the back of the car, but not the front. Um, it also has something to do with like not being able to see at like correctly out of the dash. So your vision and what you're feeling is like messed up. I don't know, but it's just, it's really becoming an inconvenience. And I guess I need to be strapped with motion sickness medicine just because I, I just don't like feeling like that. And it's like, God forbid, like I'm driving in someone's car, like someone that I know, like a friend's car, and then I just feel ill and it's not cool. It's not fun. But anyway, I did legs at Zoo Culture on Friday, went to get myself some sweet green afterwards. Can't go wrong with sweet green. Although I did get a piece this is really TMI, but I guess I'm just going to tell you guys. I wasn't, I don't know. This just came up to my mind. You know how your ears, nose, and throat are all connected? This is like not new information, okay? I was on the phone with my best friend talking as I'm eating my harvest bowl, has some kale in it. And all of a sudden, like a piece of kale, I guess goes down the wrong way and I feel it. Like where my throat meets my nose, like back there. So I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you know how sometimes like when something's in your throat or something, you swallow, you could almost feel it in your ear. Like I can't describe it, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I had a piece of kale stuck up there. Like it was up there because I was trying to like, like I could kind of feel where it was back there, like over here. And it wasn't in my throat and it wasn't in my mouth. 
not to be gross, but this freaking piece of kale was just scratching me. And then I could feel it like in my ear. I don't know where the hell it went, but eventually it came out like two hours later. I don't know where the hell it spawned from. But you know when you get something like a popcorn kernel and it is just such an uncomfortable feeling. But I'm very happy I got that out <laughs> before Friday night. That was TMI, but whatever. I guess we're getting real on this podcast. I, I hide nothing from you guys. Um, and then Friday night, I met up with a friend from college who I haven't seen in a while. She moved out there and we, we got some sushi and then another one of my friends was DJing. So we did that, um, went to go see him play a set that was super fun. I mean, even when there's like 10 people in the room, like there weren't too many people there, you put on some good music and you give me alcohol and I'm having a good time. Um, it was also... St. Patrick's Day. So my friend was like, do you want to do a car bomb? And I said, yeah, I do. Uh, And I'll never learn that just one car bomb's enough to send me straight, straight out the door. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I was, uh, um, I woke up Saturday with a severe hangover, but it was worth it. I had a, I had a good time. And it was honestly probably one of the best car bombs I took because it was in an appropriate cup. Sometimes they make them too big and I don't love Guinness. And people are like, oh, it mixes in with the Baileys, but that's only if you get lucky. Sometimes you drop that shot in and it doesn't flip over and you get several mouthfuls just to Guinness, but that's, this is not a drinking podcast. So we don't need to get too far into that. Point of the night, point point being the night was fun. And then Saturday, I met up with my friend Morgan. Um, her Instagram's at the real morgues, like R-E-E-L. It's like kind of funny. I met her at the zoo culture opening and I hit her up because I was like, hey, I'm coming back. Like, do you want to film content? I'm always looking for that kind of stuff. And I know she is too. So I took my very first trip to the Golds in Venice. And again, I'm going to talk more about that later, but holy crap, it was so surreal. Um, I was hungover, but you got to do what you got to do. We filmed a full, oh, there's hair in my eye. Hello. We filmed a full shoulder workout. So I'm so excited to get that content back and be able to post it everywhere. Um, I have seen obviously so many pictures, so many videos of this place you watch Pumping Iron, you've seen it before. It was very, very cool being able to be in that space and see everything with my own eyes. The outdoor part, the indoor part, the wall of Mr. and Mrs. Olympia's, all the jerseys. There's the outside with the blue wall. The, just a re- like so much history has gone down. It's literally like the, it says it on the wall, the Mecca of bodybuilding. So much history has taken place there. It was just a very... Very cool experience. And then I spent the rest of the day. Saturday was the most, for my last full day, it was the most beautiful day. It was like 75 degrees. The sun was shining. Um, It was like the St. Patrick's Day weekend. So I met up with another college friend and his friends. And we literally spent the whole entire day outside. We spent a good like six hours or so at this place called Waterfront. So it's literally right on the beach in Venice, just outside having a grand time drinking beers. Apparently this place used to only sell 
wine and beer and no hard alcohol. So they were, they're like known for their frosé. I'm not typically like a wine girl, but I was like, you, they're known for it. I'll try it. I'll twist my arm. Best frosé of my life. Hands down. Oh, so good. Especially on a hot day. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, so we did that for a while. Then we went to another bar. We sat outside. And the next thing I know, it's like 1030. And I was like, damn, we've been out here since 130. I think I should go home. Like, I guess I should go home. But it was just a super, super fun day. And I'm already looking for excuses to go back, especially because if you listen to last week's episode in my interview with Tyler, Tyler lives down in Austin. So he was like, you know, the next time you go out to California, you should make a make a pit stop at Austin on your way, breaks up the flight. And I've been like, I've been so wanting to check out Austin and I don't mind traveling alone. It's it's so much fun. So I'm going to have to plan a time where I can go back out soon, <laughs> soon to L.A., um, stop at Austin on the way, experience Austin and then just do my thing because I am. I'm young and I want to travel and I want to, I really want to spend a year in LA, but we don't need to dwell on that. Whoa, I just got too close to the microphone there. Sorry. Um, but what else is going on this week? I've seen a lot from the Jonas Brothers because of the shows that they played in New York last week. I don't want to talk about it because I'll get sad. But Joe has been doing this thing where he's like, I, I guess he learned how to DJ and randomly, he's just been whipping out sets, like pop-up shows that like a few people know about, like important people that don't include me. Last week, I think at like the last show, he just whipped out a set. And I would just really, like really, really, really like to see Joe Jonas DJ. I really would. I think he's probably good at it. If anyone knows how to get invited to those tiny little pop-up events that he's been doing, please let me know because I really want to be there. I do. And I guess in other in other music news, the Eras Tour officially kicked off. And now that it officially kicked off, the full set list has been released. You could follow, like, I think it's like Eras Tour official or something on Twitter. It's verified. It's legit. Whatever. They released the whole set list and I clicked on the tweet and um, how am I going to describe this? The tweet, like I, I just pulled up the tweet. So I'm, I see what my phone, like what comes up on my phone, how much the screen can show. And I look at it and I send it to my friends and I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit disappointed in this set list. Like I was like, ah, like, do we need to do reputation again? Like I know it's Aristore, but like. There wasn't anything from Taylor Swift. Like I would have liked a little bit more fearless, a little bit more red. And then I go back to the tweet and I realize that wasn't the end of the tweet, what my phone screen was showing. Oh, that that was a scroller. That, that tweet was a scroller and I wasn't expecting that. The set list is so long. It's like a three hour show. I do wish that there was there was speak now on it, but I don't know. I think I could be wrong, but I think that's a right a music rights thing, and she hasn't come out with speak now Taylor's version yet. And I am ninety nine percent sure that that's going to be the next album 
And if she wants to go on tour for that, like I would just do your thing. I can wait. But it's like a three hour show. And suddenly I feel a lot better about the $500 that I spent. I'm still on the hunt. I'm still trying to get tickets a little bit closer. I'll tell you what, I find cheap tickets to SoFi. I'm flying my ass back out to Los Angeles. I, I, I don't care. Um, but I feel a lot better about the money that I spent. Also seeing the costumes, literally, I, I think I, I almost cried this week, full transparency. I have cried at every single Taylor Swift concert I went to. And it's like, it's not, I think I only full blown bawled once. And that's because I got moved up for free by Taylor's people when I was 12, 12 to the pit, like right in front of her face. And I was just, I, I'm sobbing. Like I didn't hide that at all. But I've, I have like low key, like secretly, like silent cried, like a little tears and a little sniff, you know, you gotta wipe, wipe your nose at every single Taylor Swift concert I've been to, because I just get so overwhelmed, like with the fact Taylor's Taylor Swift became popular when I was literally like eight, like seven and eight years old. And I grew up as she grew up. So she has songs that literally have just carried me through every single point of my life. And as I continue to get older, her new music continues to resonate with the current me. And so many of her songs just bring back like certain points in my life, like specific points that every time I see her live, I'm like this, I can't believe that this woman is in the same room as me. And I get all choked up and I start to cry. And that literally happened to me this week just because I saw two pictures. One was her in, an, in a dress that was like her new enchanted dress. And I was at, I was at the Speak Now tour. And then the second one was like a fear, her new fearless dress. And she was holding up the little heart like she did for fearless. And it just like, it just instantly took me back to where I was in my life when those songs were it. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited for this tour. And I think that it's going to bring back a lot of emotions and a lot of memories and a lot of feelings for me. And I'm ready to ball. Like, I don't care. Like I'll take a picture when I get there and then that's it. I'm going to leave with mascara down my face and I'm sure that everybody else is and I'm okay. So if anybody sees me at the errors tour and I look like I just got put through the ringer, it's because I did. It's because I willingly did. I'm trying to think, I think that's the only, Oh, I, you know what? I wanted to bring up one more thing to you guys. I got my first set of my first items from Aloe Yoga. <sighs> Aloe has been popping up everywhere, like on my feed. And then when I'm walking around California, everyone's wearing something from Aloe. So I was like, what's the deal? Like, it's kind of very similar to Lululemon where like I like most of their stuff, but then there's some stuff that I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, it's not my style. Like, maybe I'm just not rich enough. Maybe I'm not upscale enough. Maybe I'm not country club enough. I don't know. But I did end up, I got a pair of socks. And I have to say, they're very comfortable. Um, and I got a very comfortable sports bra as well. And the sports bra was, like, reasonably priced along with, like, along Lululemon lines. But their, their sweat, like, sweatshirt and sweatpants sets are so freaking cute but I cannot justify spending like a hundred dollars on a sweatshirt. I can't. So I don't know like what the deal is with why they're so expensive. 
Um, but I do have to say, yes, I am happy with the products that I got. I just don't think they're like, holy crap, this is the softest, like best sports bra I've ever had in my life. Like that's how I feel with the Paragon sculpt seam leggings. Like I'm like, holy crap, these are worth it. Like this is it right here. But I did break out into the aloe space. I was spending too much time in California and said, you know, I need to, I need to have something. So I got a sports bra. I got my socks and that's it. But yeah, those are my updates. Those are my updates for the week. We don't have an interview this week. That's okay. We'll have one next week, but I do have a lot to talk about. So let's jump in to this week's episode. All right, let's run through some highlights very quickly for the week. I am... I thought about it and I'm going to make my highlights actually like they technically didn't happen this week, but they were at the end of last week and I didn't get to include them in last week's episode. So that's what we're going with. My health and fitness related highlight, getting to work out at Gold's in Venice. That is like just the gym of gyms. And like I said in the intro, so much history has happened there that it was just, it, it was just very surreal being able to go there. And I feel like that was a bucket list item for me. I will definitely be back. Um, but God, it was just, I don't know. I don't have, I, I like, I, I don't even have words to say because it was just an awesome experience. My non-health and fitness related highlight, I've got to say, was checking out Waterfront in Venice. You know me, I'm a beach girl. I am through and through. Being in the 75 degree weather, being in a tank top, even though I looked pale as hell compared to everyone else, and just like getting able to see the sand and the water all day long made me so happy, just just filled me with such a warm, comfy feeling. Like I'm getting like, I'm smiling thinking about it. It was just, I needed that. I needed that in winter. Um, And that's it. Really short, but those those are my highlights for the week. I encourage you, as always, to sit down and pick out two things that you're really proud of or, like, just good things that happen to you, even though they could be the smallest thing, like going to a freaking bar. Take a minute and, and sit down, because it's important, you know? It's important to do that every once in a while. All right. I got a juicy topic for you. I, ju- I got a juicy topic for you this week. Um... I thought that since I, last week I went to both Golds in Venice and Zoo Culture, two very popular, like huge landmark gyms, especially, and two that are very close together, relatively speaking, I thought that it would be fun, a little funsies, if I sat down and kind of like compared the two, like Golds versus Zoo Culture, which is better in my opinion. Um, if you're in California and only have like X amount of days, you can only make it to one gym. Maybe this will help sway your decision, but I do want to give out a disclaimer before I jump into it. Both phenomenal gyms, um, both very impressive gyms. Both will get the job done. Um, like neither was a bad gym. I'm just going to have some fun. I'm going to weigh out my pros and cons. So I wrote them down. So I figured I would go pros and cons for one and then pros and cons for the other. And then I'll pick my favorite, even though like I already, I already, I already kind of know. Um, and I am a little, I guess it depends on 
like what your vibe is too. Like everybody likes a different type of gym and different type of equipment. I talked about it a little bit last week. Like I went to John Reed Fitness and their stuff was more bougie. I am more of an old school iron type of girl. You know, like the pictures of Mr. and Mrs. Olympia is like up on the wall. Like that was just like, I don't know. It was very motivating for me. That's personally what I like, but all right, let's go. Let's go zoo first. Okay. So the pros to zoo culture. Um, and if you don't know what zoo culture is, that is Bradley Martin's gym. Uh, I did get to chat with him. He's super, super nice. He owns raw gear as well. So if you don't exactly know who Bradley Martin is, you probably have heard of raw gear pros. I went in the morning slash afternoon two days in a row and it was fairly empty. Like not empty, empty. There was definitely like a dozen of people in there at least, but enough where I didn't have to wait for equipment. And I was kind of shocked. Like I thought it was going to be super, super packed, but it's nice. And it's, it's peaceful in a, in a good way. You know, it's, it's yeah, that's okay. We're just gonna move on from that. Um, the equipment is brand new. So if you're into that, literally the gym opened two months ago. So the equipment is brand freaking new. Um, you are, you are allowed cameras. So you could bring, you could film in there, um, with like an actual camera and like a tripod set up and lights in the hole, whatever you want to bring. He doesn't care. You bring it in. Um, and if you are, well, they have chalk, so they have free chalk, which is awesome because I don't have chalk and I don't really feel like spending my money on it. So it's just like a little added bonus, but they also have plates in kilograms, which I haven't touched in a while. Cause I haven't been to a gym that's had one, but if you are a power lifter, they use kilograms in competitions. So it's very, it's cool. It's also makes it easier for setup and stuff because the kilograms, um, the kilogram plates tend to go a little bit heavier than like what the standard plates go up to like 45 pounds really. So it just makes setup and stuff a lot easier and it's cool. It gives the cool aesthetic, you know? So those are my pros. Um, also, I guess I should just say it was really nice and it was really clean in there. That's just an extra bonus. Love when I go into a bathroom, especially in the gym, and it doesn't smell bad. You know, that's just me. Uh, cons. It is it is smaller than Gold's, but it is, it's not small. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, this is a small gym. Uh, it's pretty on par to Kingdom. Back at home, I would say. Um... They use Arsenal equipment. I don't love Arsenal, and I'll, I'll tell you why. My gym at home uses Prime Fitness. I love Prime. I think it's great. Not every piece of machine with Arsenal is bad, but there are some like pieces of equipment in there that aren't adjustable, and that makes no sense to me. There was a standing leg curl. So you'll stand and like you put your like the like your Achilles heel kind of under the cushion and then do a hamstring curl. I, I swear to God, I looked this machine up and down so many times and it was not adjustable. Um, and being five, two and a half, that didn't work for me. I tried it and I couldn't use the machine because it's not adjustable. And the same thing with the hip thrust machine, hip thrust machine was awesome. Great idea. And the pad is like a lot more comfortable than like, it was like a pad, not like, 
one of those like where they strap it on like a seatbelt because that hurts. But it wasn't adjustable. So it was just very awkward for me to lift up. And I felt like I had to hyperextend my back to do so, which just wasn't worth it for me. So I think if I went there full time, like hip thrusting would definitely be an issue. I would have to find a separate space to do that, um, which I'm sure would be fine. But I just I don't love Arsenal equipment. I think that there's better, which is a shame because it looks really nice. I also just like here's my thing. Let's use Pumping Iron as an example, just because it's a very well-known documentary. Pumping Iron was filmed in the 70s, and that was during, like, oh, my gosh, I would say, like, the peak of bodybuilding history. Got Arnold, yeah, Franco Colombo. Like, you have all, all those types of people. They weren't using any anything fancy, you know? Has there been machines that have been made since then that are, like, smarter? Like, the hip thrust machine, great invention. You know, and there are little tweaks and things that I do like about certain machines. But some of these machines, and I find some of the Arsenal equipment, is just too fancy where it's like, it doesn't need to be. And it's intimidating to people that don't know how to use it. I always say to people, you know, you get, you start off in the gym and you don't know what to do. A lot of the eat, like machines like Lifetime machines and stuff or Hammer Strength have diagrams on them. So it shows you how to use them and it makes it less intimidating for a new gym goer. Um, I just find that some pieces of equipment are made to be a little too fancy where it's like, okay, we don't need it to be like this. You know, the basics can get things done and it's been tried, tested and true. I don't know if that's the phrase, but I think that's the phrase. So that's my opinion on Arsenal. Um, what else do I have on here? Uh, there's, Compared to golds, there's not an, as much cardio options, but there's more cardio than there is at my gym at home. Like I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a con to the gym overall. It's just comparing it to golds. Yeah, there's there's less cardio options. Um, and then the second is that the day pass, more expensive. It was $60 for a day pass. Yes, you get to come in and out as you want all throughout that day. Um, $60 is kind of a lot for a day pass in my opinion. So that's that. Those are the pros and cons for zoo. Pros and cons for golds. Pros. Huge. Huge mother freaking gym. There's like, I walked inside and there's a whole, I, I can't explain it. There's like three gigantic rooms upside or upside inside two upstairs sections. There's a whole back section with more cables, more machines, you could box, more squat racks. This gym had the most squat racks I've ever seen in my freaking life. It had three chest fly machines next to each other. Like, thank you. And they have an entire outdoor section in the front as well. So I'm talking front yard, backyard, three gigantic rooms inside and two upstairs. It is gigantic enormous. I was not expecting it to be as big as it was. It is freaking huge. I can't emphasize that enough. It was freaking huge. Anyway, um, second advantage, the indoor outdoor. It is big enough that if it is raining, the gym is not at a disadvantage by, by nobody using the outdoor. There is plenty indoor, but having the option to work outside is Amazing. I went on Saturday, like I said, it was 75 degrees 
it felt so freaking good to be working out in the sun. You can get, also, you can get a tan while you're working out. If I spend two, like an hour and a half in the gym, that's an hour and a half in my sunblock that I'm getting a tan. Huge advantage, huge. I love the fresh air, you, yeah. Next, um, oh, this was so important. They had one of those water, like, reusable water bottle filler stations. Like I think at zoo culture, they only had water fountain. I am such a water snob. It's, it's one of my downfalls. I know, but I will not drink tap water. Like even at a restaurant, like I'll barely drink it. I'll only drink it if it has lemon in it. I just, I can't, I can't get behind the idea of tap water and I am who I am and I'm not changing. So deal with it. But they have one of those, you know what I'm talking about, where you put your water bottle underneath and it automatically goes. It has one of those. And those are trusty. Those have not let me down. So huge advantage. Um, And I hate when gyms only have the water fountain. Ew, people put their mouths on it, whatever. Last pro, uh, the day pass was honestly a really good deal. It was $50 for two days, $25 a day. And you get 20% off the merch store, which obviously, obviously I was going to the merch store. Come on. Come on. And they know if you're visiting, you're going to the merch store. Like you need something that proves you went there. Um, So $50 for two days versus $60 for one day at zoo. Yeah, you'll catch me at, you'll catch me at Gold's. Um, Cons. No cameras or tripods allowed. And I don't know if that meant you can't do a tripod for your phone because somebody came up to me in Morgan because we were filming and was like, hey, no cameras or tripods in here. But you can only use your phone to record. I thought that that was weird. I'm like, first of all, I've seen cameras in here plenty of times. I have seen tons of content on social media that I know people are using their cameras for. Two, why? Like if I can record on my phone, why can't I record on my camera? You know, I don't, I don't get that. And then the lines were kind of blurred where I was like, can I use my tripod to record my, like on my phone or no? Because obviously you guys know that uh, like the basis of my content on my Instagram is that I give you guys my workouts. So that wouldn't work for me full time if I couldn't use a tripod. I don't know. Um, I don't get that. And then the second con, I only have two cons, the second con. Dumbbell rack was a mess, dude. And that's not the gym's fault, but that's the people's fault. Put your goddamn dumbbells back in the place that they're supposed to be. There were 35s next to fives. Like there was just single dumbbells lying everywhere. You had to scrounge around for a a matching pair. There was plenty of dumbbells. There was like three ginormous racks of dumbbells. So they didn't have a shortage of dumbbells. They were just a mess and it makes my, it makes, it's not nice. Okay. Gym etiquette 101, re-rack your freaking rate weights in the right place, please. It's not that hard. So that was my con. Um, after all that reviewing though, I definitely think that that Gold's was the better gym. It was bigger. It is just a Mecca, you know, for f- I'm trying to think for filming content. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if you want to film something on a camera, I guess you can't go to gold. You got to go to zoo culture. 
Um, I also didn't love the lighting in zoo culture. I thought it made me look very pale and gray. Like I just, you know, well, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way I looked in that lighting. Um, but gold is my winner. So if you have one day in LA and you can only go to one gym, gold's in Venice. That's the one. All right. Since we don't have an interview this week, I wanted to talk about one more topic and that is the isotension principle. Have you ever heard of it? Have you? This was kind of new to me. And this is why I say like, I'm always learning. We are all always still learning. Um, let me pull it up because I took a little picture just so I wouldn't. So the isotension principle basically supports flexing in between sets. So if you see someone standing there in the mirror and they're flexing their biceps or whatever, and you're like, oh, he's such a tool. Actually, he's being, he's being really smart. So I'll read you off. Let's see. Um, continue to flex and contract the muscles you're training. This not only keeps them pumped and ready for more action, but it is in itself a very beneficial kind of exercise as well. Flexing is a form of isometric exercise and isometrics involve very intense muscle contractions. Bodybuilder who poses and flexes in the gym, uh, watching himself in the mirror is engaged in a very important part of his workout. So basically, um, it keeps the muscles, it, it keeps the blood flow in the muscles, but on its own, since it's a type of isometric exercise, you're continuing to work the muscle, if that makes sense. Um, and I thought that that was very interesting and I wanted to share with you guys. It has to do with like, it's just your keep, it's the way that you're keeping the blood flow in there, if that makes sense. Let me see what else it, it says, if I could read anything else off. Um, no, it just says, it isn't enough to have big muscles you have to be able to control them as well. And that's something you have to learn. You get the same kind of benefits from really hard sessions of posing practice too. Um, yeah, I guess. So let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So basically isometric exercises involve very intense contractions of the muscle. So it's its own type of exercise helps to keep the blood flow in. And then if you're into bodybuilding, which I'm not a bodybuilder, so this part doesn't really matter to me. However, if you are a bodybuilder, like actually competing, it does. It helps you gain control of your muscles, if that makes sense. I just thought that that was a very interesting little tidbit I wanted to share. Um, so if the next time you see somebody flexing in the mirror, instead of scoffing at them, Go do it yourself too. I do it. You know, I'll look at myself on shoulder day and like, you know, I start to flex and show off my muscles or whatever, just because I want to look at myself. But then I read this and was like, oh, I'm actually bet. It's actually to my benefit that I'm flexing. So if you flex in the mirror and you check it yourself out, you are not a fool. You are on the right freaking path. Isn't that cool? I don't know. I thought that was cool. All right, we're back with questions, baby. We took a week off, but we have some more questions. I will go over as I normally do. You could submit your questions to at Confessions of a Gym Rat on Instagram. You could also leave them in the reviews of this podcast. I check both. But every week I put up a question poll. 
So you can either wait for that or you can DM them to me at Confessions of a Gem Rat on Instagram. Let's read them off. All right. First question is dealing with injuries. Guys, please. Okay, this isn't like a real question, so I'm not, I guess it's like, how do I deal with injuries? Um, Physically, it's what the doctor says and knowing my body and when I'm able to start working again. Second, or mentally, I guess, it's just, you really can't focus. Like I'm in that mindset where it's like, okay, I can't exercise because of my injury or, or let's say I can't weight lift. What else can I do? Let's not focus on what I can't do. Let me focus on what I can do because it sounds stupid, but that's like, it's the only way you're going to get something positive out of it. You sit and dwell on the fact that you can't do something. It's just going to bring you down. And I think that mental and physical health pair really well together. And if you're taking care of your mental health during a physical injury, I don't know, maybe it'll help the healing process. Second question. How do you maintain high energy and avoid hunger when you cut? Very good question. So I never go, I'm like, I'm trained to give macro plans. So I know what my body can handle. You never go below a 500 calorie deficit. And I don't cut super low on carbs. I eat the amount of carbs I'm supposed to be eating. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to be lacking in energy and I'm going to feel very tired because carbs turn to energy in our body. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that when I'm cutting, I don't just go from maintenance and drop down into full deficit. Week by week, I slowly decrease until I'm in my full deficit. So my body and my appetite has time to adjust and I'm not shocked. Um, I also fill myself up on, I eat a lot of volume foods. Uh, so one snack that I actually just came across the brand is called Brahmi and it's a whole packet of like little, I guess they're like beans kind of, um, and they're different flavors like salt and vinegar, chili lime, but the whole packet's 80, uh, 80 calories. So it's like, I'm eating volume food. So I'm still getting food in. It's just, they're not, it's not as caloric, you know? So that's, that's that. Top three cheat meals. So I don't really like to say like cheat meal or cheat day. I just work things into like my macros or what I'm feeling because I feel like cheat meals and cheat days are very associated with like binge eating. But so I'm going to answer this as my three favorite non-healthy meals. You know, like I wouldn't go and cook these for myself. Um, Meals. And I'm going to go meals, meals, not like snacks. Uh, linguine with clam sauce is my favorite meal of all time. It doesn't have enough protein in it. So that's why I wouldn't make it for myself, um, for like a meal prep dinner. Maybe I could do it with like salmon or something, but linguine with clam sauce is my favorite freaking meal on earth. Uh, second, let's see. Second is I'm trying to, I like. Do I, what do I like? I guess I, I when I go to a Mexican restaurant, I normally get fajitas. I was trying to think along those lines. So fajitas or tacos. That's number two. Something from, from a Mexican food place. Three. Oh, I got to think about this for a second. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess it's technically not like a cheat sheet meal. But I love a good steak dinner. Like if I'm going to go out to eat, go to get a nice steak dinner, mashed potatoes, 
vegetables. There's butter on top of the steak. It's not like, yeah, that's what we're going with. Those are my top three. Um, and then last question, how do you order coffee? Great question. I am one of those gals where, you know, I tell myself, oh, it's cold. I'm going to get hot coffee. And then I always get cold. So it varies depending on where I go. I typically go to Starbucks a lot. I know it's just convenient for me. It's right across from my office. So I pick it up before I go to work. So then it's like not watered down. And I get a double shot of iced espresso. So it's called like the iced dopio, I think. Um, and I asked for it in a grande cup just because the small looks pathetic. There's no difference there. And I get it with oat milk and a packet of uh, stevia. So that's what I get from Starbucks. I love their espresso. It's just so good. But I love the oat milk. It's so creamy. Personally, my favorite order. Um, there's this place by me. It's just like my part of New Jersey base. It's called Rook. I'll normally just get an iced whatever style, whatever's in season with oat milk. Um, and again, like Truvia or Stevia. Always Truvia or Stevia. Never aspartame. Was it aspartame? Aspartame? I don't know. Whatever. Um, sweet and low. None of that. And then from Dunkin', I'll get... I, I go to Dunkin' when I know I want something that's like a, like flavored or like a little sweet. So I'll go to Dunkin', get an, a medium iced cold brew with oat milk and one pump of whatever sauce I want, like caramel sauce, let's say. One pump is about 50 calories, so it's fine. I don't need any additional sweetener with that. And I think that one pump is enough personally for me to flavor the whole coffee. I don't, the standard is like three pumps and then that's just a sugar explosion and we don't need that. So yeah, that's how I order my coffee. And if I'm making it at home, I just brew my coffee. I put in a little bit of monk fruit. Uh, it's like monk fruit in the raw instead of stevia in the raw. Um, and I use the brown sugar oat milk creamer from Trader Joe's, just one tablespoon. And that's it. That's my coffee order. Now I really want coffee, even though I just had a cup. I probably shouldn't. I think I'm a little hyper right now. Yeah, let's, maybe we should eat lunch first. Um, yeah, that's it for questions. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Stay tuned next week where we will have another interview. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube at Lifts with Liz. And then, of course, just follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. I love you all. I hope you have a healthy and happy week. We are almost in April. It's my birth month coming up. Get hyped. Have a fabulous week. I will talk to you next Monday.